0: What's up, Line Cook Nation? This is Ray DeLucci with the Line Cook Thoughts Podcast. First off, I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you all are staying safe. Welcome back to another episode. Um, today I wanted to talk about basically getting started on your own brand. Uh, I know I've talked about this in the past. I know a lot of you have been asking me recently kind of how I got started, what's the best way to go about doing things. So I really, really wanted to give some advice. Uh, but a couple of announcements or whatnot before we begin. So, first up, just automatically on the podcast apologies for being on and off with the podcast in terms of release days um it's just been super crazy for me right now crazy busy with you know holidays coming up um, obviously the covid uh pandemic changing life in a lot of ways um so there's just a lot of stuff that's been going on over the last few months for me i'm still doing the podcast i have interviews lined up Uh, it's just a matter of putting it all together and you know publishing it and making sure they're recorded and they sound good Um, so definitely it's been a little bit busier than normal for me, but I do want to let you know that I'm still doing these. And like I said, apologize for the lapse in time away. Um, not much has changed since our last episode in terms of myself. Um, but you know, just thank you all so much for the support and thank you all so much for we're hitting, we just hit 11,000 followers on Instagram. So shout out to Instagram. Uh, Facebook, you know, we're going strong. We're nearing 2,000 followers, and then Twitter, we're nearing 500 followers. Twitter is definitely our smallest platform. Hoping to grow that, Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, we'll talk about this in the episode, but my most liked Instagram content are screenshots of what I post on Twitter. It's really weird. It's really odd. Um, Doesn't make sense in my mind, but it's definitely something that is interesting. Um, But before we begin, just a couple things. I have joined TikTok, Um, not under the guise of Line Cook Thoughts more so as a personal page for me i'm going to put up behind the scenes podcast uh information there um you know some cooking videos when i cook like nothing serious i literally flipped an egg this morning and put it up and then i hit my dog lily my puppy is what i'm putting up so if you want to follow me it's at ray delucci um at r-a-y-d-e-l-u-c-c-i and also don't forget to go to linecookthoughts.com that's linecookthoughts.com to grab your official merchandise Thank you so much for all the people that have bought a mask or a t-shirt so far. Um, really cool. Just, you know, mask or t-shirt that say Line Cook Nation. And then the, on the back of the t-shirt, it says Outline Line Cook Thoughts. Really cool to just rep the brand. I think it's a cool thing to have when you're working on the line. Just, you know, that's why I made them black. That's why they're a t-shirt. Just so that you could wear them into work if your, you know, kitchen lets you wear t-shirts or whatnot. Um, so, you know, really cool project of just selling merchandise. It's been a lot of fun. So thank you all so much for purchasing that. And like I said, it means a ton to see that. Um, Lastly, you know, I know the holidays are coming up. And just a reminder, like this time is very stressful for a lot of people in the food industry. So if you're not, if you're someone outside of it, definitely like, you know, just be aware of that. But for those in in the food industry, uh, I think every time there comes a part of the year where we get nervous about you know, the holidays and if we should be with our families or cooking. And I know sometimes it's unrealistic to be with your family when you're a chef, but I, I think it's very valid and important that we talk about that. So that's something I also want to talk about uh, as we go into this podcast. So, like I said, thank you all so much. Um, it means a ton for all the support. And here we go. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. So I know there's a lot of resources out there for basically just how to start a food media brand or how to get involved in media in general. Um, I mean, m- there's like sources like Gary Vee, I know is a big one that a lot of people listen to. I, I listen to Gary Vee. I think he's great. I think he gives a lot of really insightful information. Uh, Matt Devella is someone who had a lot of um, great content out on how to kind of start media and whatnot. Smaller creators, Justin Kana, he shares a lot in what he does. Um, not smaller in a sense of like not anything good. Justin's actually a very large creator, but in terms of compared to Gary Vee, his audience I would say is a little smaller. So if you're comparing Gary V and him, yeah, maybe not the right fit, but Justin Connor has a huge audience. And I think he puts out a lot of great content, not only on food, but how he gets there. Um, so, I mean, you look at these people and you start to. You know, you see everything and you're like, dang, Like, how, how can I get involved in that? And that's how I felt. So long story short, if you haven't, if you heard this before, probably ha- if you've heard the episodes before this, you've heard this before. If not, here we go. But basically, I got the idea of Line Cook Thoughts uh, literally to almost two years to this day. Um, our two year anniversary was December 9th of Line Cook Thoughts. So It's been two years since running the brand. So thank you all so much, first and foremost, for supporting this. Um, but I got the thought two years ago when I was in a cafe in Chicago and I was doing a stage. And I was like, I just want to do something with media about cooks, whatnot. So long story short, I started Instagram was supposed to be a meme page, it ended up being a page where people were sharing their thoughts and their like quotes and whatnot. And that's kind of what morphed line cook thoughts. And so I think the biggest thing when you start out in media, and when you're trying to just kind of figure out what your brand should be, I think everyone worries too much on um, what their brand's going to be or that if the, that they set a model for themselves and then they don't fulfill that set model. And I think that's so – I think that just holds you back from a lot of things. Um, one, in the beginning, you might not really like what you thought you would. So, for example, I thought I was going to be a cooking meme page. Where, not meme page, but I wanted to relate with, like, quotes and pictures and stuff. And I realized, A, that was, like, not really what I was interested in. And, B, it was just – it was hard to keep up with. It, you, it, in a day, you can only put so many quotes inside of a picture, Right? And so I want, but I still wanted to connect to cooks and nothing connects to cooks, in my opinion, better than hearing from other cooks. And that's kind of where I branched off in the line cook thoughts. And there was never any plan for a podcast or writing or t-shirt sales or anything like that. It was all strictly just going to be an Instagram page that I was just going to have as a side project. I remember being so nervous. that I didn't even want my friends to follow. I, me- I literally didn't want my um, Instagrams connected. I, like so, you could like when you post, if you have more than one Instagram, you can connect your Instagrams, or you connect you can connect your Instagram to your Facebook. So whenever I post on Instagram, there's a little option for me to post it also on my Facebook page for Line Cook Thoughts. And I remember like not even wanting that connection at all because I was so nervous and so afraid of what everyone was going to say about this corny page I had made for cooking. And so I think the first biggest thing is like don't worry about what other people think because at the end of the day, if you want to get into food media. People are going to think things, and it's gonna—it's not gonna have to matter to you in the beginning if you're going to start. Um, maybe I didn't say that the best way, but people are gonna have their opinions either way. And like you're putting your stuff out there, like if it's perfect, if it's not perfect, people are going to see it regardless. And so there's no use in worrying about kind of if it's perfect or not because it's going to be seen. Whether or not it's perfect, it's going to be received. You're always gonna have a chance to do another try that's the beauty of media is you can keep getting better and evolving on it. Um, so that's my biggest like thing is when you want to start out, just start putting out media. Um, a lot of you might be wondering why I'm talking about this right now. I know a lot of people are out of work right now. I know a lot of people have some more free time. And I don't want to say that as like, oh, we're not working. I mean, literally people just have more free time due to what's going on in the world. And so a lot of people have been asking me kind of, how to get off the, their feet in terms of media. And like I said, I don't see myself as like this media guru. I mean, I've had some small success on platforms and I run this, but basically, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm literally just the guy running a page and a podcast. I am very simple setup and I'll get into that in a little bit, but basically long story short, people are going to see it regardless. And so Kind of looking back at how I started, I was so worried on what people would see, and I was so worried of people judging me on doing media. Guess what? Everyone wants to do this. So, a like, no one's really going to be judging you, and if they are judging you, like, I mean, I don't know what to say because everyone it everyone wants to be on. Besides, if I feel like ninety percent of the of the population um, of like the people in our circles want to be on media in some way, like want to be heard. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants to be seen and everyone wants to i feel like input into this industry that we love and so i found that when my friends start out or when i started out i was hit with a lot of positivity even to this day yes there's negativity yeah there's people who hate on it but it's not as much as you would think and maybe i mean i'm very focused on like that my community and like sharing what they think so maybe if it like i've seen like i definitely like I'm blessed with the community I have, like everyone listening, everyone who follows, like all of you listening right now, because there's just so much positivity that revolves inside this community that I think is taken for granted. I I think a lot of communities don't have that. Um, I definitely can go into other pages and see the negativity that people are afraid of. But when you're starting out, I mean, a you don't have a lot of following, and b like no like if someone's willing to kick you when you're like just starting at food media or any type of media. To me, that's insane, and that just shows a lack of – that just shows insecurity and a lack of, like, compassion for others and just a lack of being able to be creative and being able to let other people shine in a spotlight. So don't worry about that. But if you have an idea or you have something, like, just sit down down today and think about it. Think about kind of – you don't need to think about exactly what you're going to post. You don't need to think about exactly what you're going to – like, what your pictures are going to look like or if you're writing, what it's going to feel like. Just – what What is the impact you want to have? And when I say the impact you want to have, I feel like right away, it's like a serious tone. It's like, oh my gosh, this has to change the world. If you want to make videos on TikTok where you're like, I, have no, I don't know, making pies and you want to do like a time-lapse video of the pie crust rising in the oven, and that's like the type of content you want to put out, that's fine. Just know that that's what you want to do. And just know that that could change, but just have a rough idea of what the end product might look like in your eyes. Um, that's kind of what I look like. That's kind of what I look into whenever I record a podcast episode or I write an article. What is the end consumer going to receive this as? And that's been something that's been able to f- help me, you know, keep an audience and find some good success. So that's number one. Um, number two is once you have that idea, you have to start actually putting it into motion. So a lot of times I see people start on social media and they give it a month and then they're like off social media for like, the rest of their lives in terms of that food media project they were on. And everyone starts really like excited and energetic and they go fully into it and then like a month hits and then they're just like disappear, gone. Um now, like this happen. like this could happen. Like you could start in the media and a month later so like the last month for me has been crazy. I haven't had as much time to like sit down, record and edit podcasts. Um I've been able to keep up on everything else, but the audio version of this brand has been something that has been lacking. Because life has really like gotten in my way this past three months, this past three weeks. That could be you too. Like not like that's different than starting something and then just like fizzling out on it because a it wasn't really the right fit for you, or b it wasn't something that you were you were able to do because you set up a schedule too rigorous for you. So that's the second thing is. If something's not the right fit with you for you, you have to change it. There's no, there's no like reason to force something um, in media and food media that's going to like keep you tired and not make you want to do it. You want to do it. Like you want to be on Instagram, interacting with your audience over the topic you're creating for. You want to be up, you know, at night, like just trying to fix things and make things work out. This is like you don't need to like work super hard in terms of being up till one in the morning, but when you do run your own thing, sometimes it does require you to put more effort in than if it was just like a job that you're working at. And so like you you want to enjoy that process. You want to enjoy those things. And that has to come with what you're passionate about. So if you're creating something and you realize after a month, wow, this is kind of burning me out. This is not something that I really am enjoying that much, maybe that take isn't the right fit for you. And so this is my third point. Um I didn't know I was going to do it like a bullet point style thing, but assess what platforms you're on. So I see it mostly with Instagram because I feel like right now, I mean, maybe now TikTok is getting bigger than Instagram, but I feel like Instagram is still very much, especially for food, the place where everyone goes. Instagram might not be the right platform for you. For me, it works because I share such visual images. For me, Instagram works and you can see that in my following. Yes, we're somewhat big on Facebook with over a thousand followers. We're not really big on Twitter because it's really just written words that only come from me and the magic of line cook thoughts. And that's why the podcast works. And that's why the Instagram works more is because I can share video. I can share videos, pictures, and then written copy as well. And there's only really two places where you can share the thoughts of others that effectively, in my opinion, and it's Instagram. And then it's podcast by interviewing someone. And then it's Facebook. But I, for me personally, this Instagram seems to work the best for me. And that's why, you know, Instagram has 11,000 followers to where Twitter has not even 500 right now. And so that's another big thing is like assess what, assess the medium you're putting your message on. Maybe you're a really good writer. You know, I think everyone thinks they got to be so big on Instagram or so big on TikTok. You could just have a really great medium profile where your medium is a writing article maybe you're just putting out content on there and you just have a following and you're getting hits and you're getting people reading a lot of your content and it may be that and facebook are the only things you do so it's good to try all the platforms as well but it's you don't need to be in my opinion you don't need to be just like the biggest on every single one at least for me because for me if i was trying to do that i feel like it would stress me out and i wouldn't really want to do it anymore Of course, we all want engagement. Of course, we all want an audience. And of course, it's cool when you start to grow on certain platforms, especially new ones that you're trying out. But I really do see it as like, like when you're cooking, like there's definitely like one thing that you enjoy cooking more than most things. Like for me, I would probably take choose making pasta over many things in the kitchen. You all and then there's some cooks who just love trying new things no matter what. So maybe those are the type of people that will enjoy all the platforms but for me I know Instagram is where I'm most con- connected to my audience and that's what really gets me you know excited is the Instagram. I like the Facebook, I like Twitter, but Instagram for me is where I really am engaged with those people. So with the people listening, with the people, you know, commenting back and forth, liking, sending DMs, whatever. So that's another big thing is just knowing what platform you are going to use and just rolling with that. After that, I would say when you know, you gotta try for a few things and going back to like being done within a month it, you might need to, you might want to take a break, but I really think that most people quit too early. And what I mean by this is there's not there's more like there's a difference between forcing and then just like working and then taking your break and then going back at it. And I think sometimes like it can be a lot going into food media, especially if you start out everywhere and you start really like advanced and you just like go into every single platform and you're trying to integrate and whatnot like it takes time i think people get burned out by that process too really quick and so i would just focus on one or two platforms before entering into another one for the first month and i would if you need to take a break take a break and then go back and see which ones you're enjoying using the most so a good check for this is like throughout your day to day if there's like a moment where you're like i should go check facebook Maybe Facebook is the thing that's holding you back. Oh, I got to go do put up another Instagram post. Maybe Instagram is the thing that's holding you back. So maybe take a break from those and just leverage into the one thing that you're you know enjoying and doing really well at. That's my advice to begin. You want to build that community and you want to build that ground structure because that's going to help you branch out into different places. After that, let's just talk about setups real quick. So Instagram, obviously... Um, You just need your phone and an app for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't have any special device for photos. Um, Instagram, I mean, just like the social media platforms in general, it's just really just my phone. That's it. I don't use any timed apps. I don't use anything at all. I just, I, like my process is I ask people to share what what they like to do, like what um, in cooking they enjoy, maybe a change they want to see. And then I ask them to send over any like cooking photos that they have. I screenshot that um to make sure like i like i screenshot the profile to make sure i like keep them in the loop and then i'm able to have that and go back in and i post you know from that profile whatever it is they did sent me send me and that's kind of the process i have so um just keeping track of it you could keep a note you could keep whatever um but basically it's just wherever if you're posting content that involves other people's content or other people sharing stuff with you my biggest advice is just have a folder where you're having all that information not like the, you don't need to like take a shot of the message you could write the profile down just have something where you know people are where you know you can go to access like where people are sending you things because if you get a bunch of dms you're going to miss things so it's always important for me to at least have a folder or have a record of like what i need to post or who what i said i would post or whatnot that way it's just easier to kind of maneuver and manage that um, for the podcast. So Gary Vee got me onto this app called um, Ringer, or not Ringer, Anchor. Ringer. I'll get to Ringer in a second. Anchor is basically a free to use podcast uh, hosting platform. So basically, if bare bones minimum, you just got to put your phone to your, your mouth to your phone, like you're talking on the telephone call, and it will start recording. Um, now, how I have it set up is I use Anchor on my laptop, I have an account, it uploads to all the major podcasting platforms, but I have Anchor set up, and then I use a microphone. Right now, I'm using a Yeti microphone, and that's my podcast setup. And basically, when I'm recording solo podcasts, I'll use that. So it's the Anchor app, but I use it on my MacBook Air, and then I have my Yeti microphone. Now, to do my remote interviews, all my interviews are done remote. I use an app called Ringer. This is thirty dollars a month, and what Ringer does is you set up through your email. And you'll put in your guest's email, and they'll have to download the app as well. And when you're using Ringer, basically, it's like a phone call. You literally talk through your phone, or you can talk through your computer mic. The other person talks through their phone, like a phone call, and the audio comes out good. And then you just got to put the audio files together. Now, if you've never done podcasting, and if you've never done audio engineering, like myself when I first started, Anchor is great because it gets you these You can do the same thing that Ringer does, but you can do that on Anchor as well. The only downside is it's already one file. You can't get separate files to edit and whatnot, and so it's very basic. It's good for when you start. If you go back to my first few episodes, that's how my interviews were. You'll see that the audio quality isn't as great as it is now, Um, and it's just a little bit easier but a little less quality. Now, disadvantages of Anchor. Anchor is owned by owned by Spotify, just so everyone knows. Um, so it's kind of cool that you get there, and they're updating the features, and it's definitely come a long way since I started using it two years ago. A little bit of a downside is that they technically own the content you use. Now you own it too, but they distribute it on your behalf. So you like if you were using this compared to other podcasting sites, other podcasting hosts that you that would charge you money. Um, basically, they would you would get all your stats right away and there's just a lot better in interfaces. Um, but for me, Anchor just works because it's free to use and it, it uploads everything for me and it just takes out a lot of the head, like the headache and the guessing for me. I'm not the most technically savvy person in the world and so that's why I enjoy Anchor so much. Um, but there is some cons and I definitely would encourage everyone to read up on those especially, and Ringer as well. There's nothing for me that like broke the bank. Like I think Anchor is a great platform but you definitely wanna know what you're getting into before you start trusting a service with your content. Um, so that being said, the last piece of advice for podcasting is I use GarageBand on my MacBook to edit files. Now, I like I said, I didn't have an engineering audio engineering background. I really had to like go on YouTube and learn how to make things work. And so basically, I use GarageBand. I edit it there. Anchor has a lot of great stuff that you can put in. Um, and it's really just a, a basic setup. Um, and I really like it because... A, I'm busy. Like I have a full-time job um, and I now have a puppy to take care of. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. And so using Anchor takes a lot of that out of the equation for me and it allows me to just record and then I go into GarageBand. Editing takes about two to three hours for like a 45-minute file. Put it into Anchor. There's pretty cool transitions, interludes, stuff like that. And then I'm able to post it and it's not that much of a hassle. It gives me cool metrics. I'm happy with it. I know there's like, a bunch of different ways to get into podcasting. There's a bunch of different ways to get set up. That's my setup that I wanted to share with everyone. And it's free to use the Anchor version. Ringers, $30. So if you've been following along, it's a it's so far to, to run the podcast, the social media sites, um, not that expensive. Now, you get into wanting to get, create merchandise, which I've started to create. That gets a little bit more expensive. Um, but basically, the podcast and the social media isn't. it's easy to really begin and then it's I feel like it's easier to get into it once you've done a little bit um so you know everyone's going to be different with how they go about doing it but that's kind of the how I set up my podcast for writing a lot of people ask me how I've gotten to writing so the first thing I did for writing is I just I started writing (laughs) um you know it's just like cooking I feel like just like practicing to cut an onion making a stock um, whatever recipe you're working on, you just got to do it over and over and over again. So for me, I got into the habit of trying to write a page a day and that really failed for me. So I started to write just a little bit a day. I, I put it instead of a page, I put like 10 minutes a day. And I was able to s- fit in 10 minutes every day and just get better and better and better at writing. And so eventually, I, I started writing when I created Line Cook Thoughts. And I've been writing in this document, which I want to turn into a book for, um, So for, I've been working on it for a few years now. Uh, But that's just a collection of me writing and writing on days off after work and whatnot. And so what that is good for is it just allows you to get better and be more efficient with writing. And once I was comfortable with it, after about a year of just writing to myself, I started publishing on Medium. Um, Medium is a great service. I mean, I think it's like five bucks to sign up for a subscription to post, so really not that expensive. And then... After I published a few articles, I, you know, I, I, so I guess used my platform of podcasting. I interviewed Shandra Ram, who's the editor um, for Plate Magazine, and she gave me a shot to write, and I started writing for Plate. And so this is like the biggest thing for why you want multiple um, avenues for your media. So in order to kind of get into writing professionally, I had started following um, editors and magazines and whatnot I really I just wanted to like talk to someone and plate magazine is a cool magazine it's really in my opinion more chef focused than most and so I reached out to Chandra and she was nice enough to come onto the show and that allowed me to become kind of a professional writer don't want to say I'm I don't like saying professional because like I (laughs) I didn't go to school for it there's people who write 10 times better than me Uh, but I do get published in a in an actual magazine. So I guess I can call myself that. Um, but no, I think the biggest thing is like, this is like my last piece of advice before, I guess we'll get into that in a second, but basically that's how I got into writing. So that's writing the podcast and all the media accounts. Um, so that's basically everything covered. Um, and my last piece of advice is just, it's so important to ask for the things you want. Um, and to try to go after the things that you think you would be really cool. So, when I first started, I just started DM DMing everyone, uh, in terms of people I wanted to talk to. It's still a philosophy I hold to today. And that philosophy is if I want to interv- if I think something's cool, or I see a business that's cool, or I see a chef or a food media personality doing something that I'm interested in, I should have them on because A I get to meet them, get to learn about them, and I get to talk with them about their craft for about a half hour to an hour long. And I just I think what has made line cook slots so special and what's made it so Um, popular for the people that listen to it is I interview everyone. I interview people who are well known to people that are just starting out in their careers and I really think that's the beauty behind it. I really think that's what makes it special and um, I really just think that it's super important to include everyone. That's my philosophy for Line Cook thoughts and so I think it's super important to just ask. When I was able to interview Chandra, I knew I had an opportunity to ask to be able to write. She could have said no. She could have said we, you know, we don't really think you'd be a good fit or she could have said yes and then just not followed through. But she said, Hey, yeah, I'll give you a shot. You say you've been writing, send some over to me. And so that's like been the biggest thing for me. Uh, it's just being humble, including everyone in what you do and just trying to just be as involved as you can with your avenues and taking as many, um, chances at opportunities that you can. When you're making media, I feel like I see it a lot. I feel like people make media and as they start to get a following, they don't want to go back and talk to the people who don't have bigger followings than them because it it doesn't make sense. But I think it's so vital. Um, Usually when people are just starting out and you help them out, they're going to remember that and they're going to keep your brand in the back of their mind. And not even that, it's just like if you're starting out and when you do start out on your media venture, you're going to ask people who are much bigger than you to give you a shout out and give you some just support when starting out. And so as you get big, as you progress, just remember that it's just like cooking. When, as, when you're in the kitchen uh, first starting out, you ask for help. And then you give it later on in your career. That's how you should be with media. Help the people out around you. You're not going to be able to help everyone out. There's definitely times where I've just had to tell people I can't, or, you know, there's definitely times where I've, I, where I have not been able to follow through on a commitment because I spread myself too thin. Um, but as long as you have the intention that you're looking to help people out and make sure everyone is, you know, you as, that you're bringing along people, that you're helping people out as people have helped you out, I think in the end, you're going to have good success with media. So that's kind of my advice on it. I, know, I hope this helped out in some way. Um, it, a lot of misconceptions is, A, it's really expensive to get into food media. It's not. Social media is free. And then the startup costs for like a podcast are limited if you do your research and know what you're buying. For writing, it's the same thing. I mean, video. YouTube is the platform. I I don't make videos. I don't edit videos. I don't have knowledge of that. But I, through t- talking with Justin Kana, through talking with some other YouTube creators, it's not like just like everything else. It seems complicated. But it, it, when you first start out, I'm sure it's complicated. But it seems like like they have a knack for doing it, and they're able. To, they've been able to do it, and so it means that you can figure it out too. I mean, it. To, I know, like just if you watch Justin's videos, they're amazing, and it's taking him. Years to get there. But I'm sure when he started out, he wasn't that great at doing it. So you just have to start. You have to try. And the biggest – the startup the startup cost isn't the biggest barrier. It's your doubt and it's your anxiety and it's just like the reluctance to try something new. That's the biggest barrier when you get into food media. There's no cost. There's not. It's not too expensive and it's not like too difficult. It's just too much – it's just you overthinking it. And so don't overthink it. Be genuine, be yourself, find what's interesting. And like, I don't know, like, it's just nowadays, it's just so many different, there's so many different communities and channels and whatnot. Like, I'm like, people will connect with you. I'll give you I just started TikTok. And I literally cracked an egg into a Mound of flour and it got 5,000 views. And then guess what? For breakfast this morning, I flipped an egg in a frying pan on slow-mo video. It's a three second video and it got over 10,000 views. That's like, that's insane. I I literally flipped an egg. So like there's there's an audience out there for everything. Um, and you, what it's going to make you different and what's going to make your work impactful is your, you being genuine, you being curious and you, um, being there for your audience and just putting out quality content. Quality content doesn't mean the best looking visuals. It doesn't mean the crispest audio. It's just the the best storytelling and the best story in general. And it's just the best way someone feels after consuming that content. So please keep that in mind. Good luck. Please reach out if you need any help. Or if you, like, if you have a page you're starting and you want it to be shared, I do it all the time. Just reach out to me. If you need resources in terms of like advice on links to like Anchor or kind of Medium or whatever, like if you need help with finding that stuff, just reach out to me. But just start. And like I said, the biggest barrier is your own self doubt. So don't let that get in the way because it really is stopping you from getting into something that's so amazing. I love food media, I love doing this it's opened up so many doors, it's let me meet so many different people, and I've just seen so many cool things in life due to it, so thank you all so much for the support, of course, thank you so much for everything you do for me, and I really do hope that you all are able to start your own thing that I know a lot of you have been waiting to do. So I just want to talk a little bit about the holidays. Um, I know a lot of people have been reaching out to me, not a lot of people, but some people have asked me kind of since I've been in the industry, how I've been able to balance work life when it comes around the holidays. And I'll say right now that I was not very good at that. The job I have now uh, lets me have that balance um, working within the grocery sector. I have more lenience than if I was in a kitchen, but I can tell you last year when I was managing a restaurant, I was not home for Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's Eve. I was working Um, we were, we were closed on Christmas, but I had to work Christmas Eve and I had to work the day after. So I didn't get to go home. I lived in a whole different city. Uh, Thanksgiving, I had, I didn't spend it with my family. Uh, I spent it with someone else's family at the time. Um, and so the biggest thing for me with the holidays, especially with everything going on this year is I think, you know, I think that things might be changing in the future. I don't know this, but it's my guess that, you know, you're starting to see these big companies be closed for christmas and whatnot and i think this is really going to be the sense of like you need to be with family and even then you might even if you even if your work is off you might not be able to be with family because of COVID and because of social distancing and so the biggest thing i think um that the biggest thing i think that is so important and i know it's easier said than done but just communicating with your chef with your boss kind of how you're feeling and what your thoughts are on holidays uh, I know it's not a perfect world. And I know this aren't easy times. And I know this isn't an easy conversation. And it's something for me that like, I should have advocated for more when I was working in restaurants. Um, and I was just worried about kind of what would happen if I didn't work on holidays, it is part of the industry, but there's definitely parts of the industry where it's becoming not so um, it's gonna be it's becoming to the point where you're not working on holidays anymore. And so I will say this that like, I worked my fair share of holidays, I worked for like, six years, five years on holidays or I was away. Um, and you know, I think the biggest thing is just communicating and asking for that position. And, you know, at the end of the day, like for me, I, it bothered me that I wasn't with my family, but it didn't bother me to the point where I left my job, but it, with everything going on this year, I really don't, like I don't want to just be like, you need to work because you're in the industry. Cause I hate that. I hate that because we're you're in a perceived industry you need to do what you don't want to do and so like at the end of the day if like for whatever reason it just goes against your values it's your decision on what you end up doing you're not locked into anywhere you're not forced to do anything you might have to work the holiday if you do need the job and you end up if it ends up being where if you don't work you won't have that job and you need the job like of course you're going to have to work the holiday and that's just a reality for the industry um that's just like one big thing I would like to say. And, I, you know, that's the thing that I think gets lost on a lot of people when joining the industry is there is a lot of sacrifice. I know it was lost on me until I got into it. It's a lot of sacrifice and holidays are one of those things. And so if you're listening and you're not really in the industry yet, or you're like in the industry, but you're not working in kitchens yet, or you want to own your own restaurant, like that's a part of it. Working on the holidays is a part of it, but there's also always the option to have that conversation with your boss, with that person that you do look up to. Um, and look sometimes restaurants maybe restaurants are closed this year maybe restaurants are closed this year because there's no indoor dining so i don't know like i'm not sure what the year is going to bring i know some of you have reached out about it but the best thing you can do is have an honest conversation with whoever your superior is and at the end of the day if the answer is no to you leaving for that holiday then it's just it's just the choice you have to make i just what i'm what i want to get across is there's never like you're never like forced to do anything in a sense of like you can choose not to work the holiday. You might end up losing the job. And is that worth it? But like you always do have that choice and just know that. And I think that for me, that's what helped me get through the holidays is like, okay, I could like leave and like maybe risk losing the job or because I'm passionate, because I have the passion, because I want to be here, I'm going to not be with people in the holidays. If it was my world, my opinion, we should be off on holidays because. And I think this is a big thing. It's a kind of restaurant workers and, you know, their value and how we perceive the value of people in restaurants. Like, okay, yes, we were, of course, we're in the industry to feed others, but we also have families and we also have people we want to see. And, you know, it's that culture of like, we're like working for others. We're serving others. That's fine. But we should also be able to go and have a holiday as well. And so I know a lot of people disagree. I know for a lot of people, holidays are a big time to make money, but I just disagree on it. I think if we are going to get to a point in the industry where it's like other industries, it starts with having holidays off and giving the people in the kitchens the time to go see their families and friends and that break that everyone else seems to get but us. So um, that's just my thoughts on it. Of course, it could be different. I, like I said, I've worked holidays, but just thoughts on the holidays as we get closer to Christmas and as Thanksgiving passed. So that being said, if you have any questions or if you just want to chat about it and like want my advice on certain things, just feel free to reach out. Other than that, I hope you all do have safe holidays. And I just hope it all works out for everyone in terms of what their plans are and what, you know, they want to happen. So there you have it. Another solo episode of the Online cool Thoughts podcast. I do have some more interviews that I'm working on right now. So just stay tuned for those. Um, you know, and like I said, just thank you all so much for the support. Thank you all so much for the growth. And um, it's just really been great. I love doing the podcast. I've seen the podcast numbers increasing. And so I'm, I'm hoping you all enjoy them. Uh, it really does help me out. If you leave a review, um, I'm not asking you to leave a five-star review. I do want an honest review. Um, your reviews help me get better. So if you want to give me two stars and let me know like what I need to improve on, I take that to heart. So please just leave an honest review of what you like, what you don't like on Apple. Um, or you feel free to submit it to me, send it to me and just thank you all so much. Um, for everything It it means a ton. Especially as busy as I am, it just means a ton to be able to go into Line Cook Thoughts and hang out with everyone and connect. So, thank you again. Please don't forget to check out our merchandise site, linecookthoughts.com, where you can get the official Line Cook Thoughts face mask or um, shirt. And just like I said, stay safe, stay hungry. And I'm always here for advice on starting your own projects or just talking things out, such as holidays. So, thank you everyone so much. I will see you on the next episode, and we'll talk soon.